Hey, hey, this is DJ Kirkbride. I'm the co-writer of The Once and Future Queen, and you are listening to Ten Pod Radio. cosplaying by accident, you could say. Um, I went to MegaCon 2010 just because a bunch of people in my my traditional animation class at the time were all like, oh, you should come to MegaCon, whatever, because at the time I was living in Sarasota, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know anything about this. I know, like, I had heard of conventions before, and I'd always wanted to go to uh, like anime conventions and such, but I didn't really know all that much about them, so I had kind of just assumed that you're supposed to show up in costume, <laughs> uh, based on all like the photos I had seen and stuff. So I went to went to a thrift store and I got together a bunch of pieces and made this like admittedly not that great uh, Blue Scout from Team Fortress Two outfit. And we just went, we went Saturday, and then we ended up being stuck in Orlando for reasons having to do with the the person that I was driving there with and stuff, uh, having some issues with her bank account. So we ended up staying in Orlando, so I just went on Sunday as well. Um, And I was really surprised, I guess, because I was just wandering around the, the convention floor and checking out all the cool stuff, especially because Megacon is just kind of like one big dealer room. There's not really much else to Megacon. So just kind of wandering around the dealer room. And people were stopping me. And I was so confused. People were stopping me. Like people wanted my picture. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like I'm I'm not anybody important. I'm just here to see the see the stuff. What are you talking about? Just because I had thought that you're supposed like that you're that everybody dresses up, I guess. Um, but it was just a really wonderful feeling, especially because I had had the like meet the scout uh, uh, video. It's like the for Team Fortress 2, the story is released through a bunch of different videos that they've made. Uh, and that particular video that's for the scout has like a bunch of like stupid kind of it's mostly just him talking smack the whole time. And I had kind of like imitated the accent and was able to like. Uh, talked to a couple people about Team Fortress 2, and I was really excited and everything at the time. And I just remember this one girl was so happy to see me, and it kind of blew me away. Um, wow. So I was just hooked, I guess, after that. I I was like, okay, well, 
I clearly don't know anything about anything. I didn't know how to sew. I didn't know how to make anything. Um, it was all just clothes I had bought at the at a thrift shop, and I had like bought special socks and uh, like tied my pants up and everything. Like it wasn't anything special. So I was like, well, maybe I should actually get into this thing that I'm so that made me feel so good and so excited. Um, and just that it made someone else so happy and that made me really happy. And if I could just create more interactions like that in my life, um, I've always been really passionate about like acting and stuff too. So there was the whole appeal of like acting in character and being character and everything. And just that I'm, I don't want to say like, oh, I'm nobody, but I am kind of nobody. So me being nobody and being like, hey, if I can do this, you can do this too. Like, anybody could do this. Um, so I just started buying, I would buy clothes at thrift stores that, like, fit me, and I would look at them and I would cut them apart along the seams, and i just, like, lay them out on, like, junk fabric. Like, I for a while I was buying fleece all the time, and then I realized that was kind of dumb to go spend, like, four or five dollars a yard on fabric all the time for stuff that I'm just playing around with. Um... And I started, like, trying to put things back together out of basically, like, trash, like, bed sheets, curtains, uh, whatever I could get my hands on. And I was trying to, like, construct things. And I guess I kind of went through the, the natural learning curve of people who don't know anything to trying to get into something that is a very, very skill oriented hobby like cosplay is so skill oriented when it comes to construction and makeup and all this other stuff I had never worn makeup a day in my life I didn't know anything about wigs it was just kind of a lot <laughs> um but I I guess I got in I got into the whole hobby at the right kind of crux of my life because I was not in a great place and so this was like one little thing that gave me a lot of happiness and cosplay was definitely, cre not only is it creating something new, but it was creating something that I could share with others that was kind of an interaction, like a moment that is special between me and the other people that I'm meeting and talking to. And I just really wanted more of that and more of replicating that. Uh, and so I, I kind of just fell in headfirst after that and started making stuff. Um, that was a very long journey, though, learning how to make things. Uh, has has it gotten easier for you, the whole interaction with people? I always enjoy interacting with people in cosplay. I feel that the demographic of people who do cosplay has changed a lot since I got into cosplay. Uh, I made my first, I that, that whole Megacon that I first went to, I was 20. That was my first time ever doing it. And now I will be at a convention and some, like, you know, somebody would say something to me like, I don't know, I might be growing out of cosplay. I'm 16. I feel like I'm a little old for this. And I'm sitting there like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, but I definitely feel like it has changed my life and changed how I interact with people. Um, I always want to be able to create more just really special moments with people. And just... As much as I, I guess that cosplay can seem really self-centered because it's you're putting on a costume and taking pictures of yourself. And so in in essence, it can seem and feel a little self-absorbed because it's like pictures of yourself. But it's also kind of an expression of your love for 
the character or, or the the game or the anime or the series, whatever you're cosplaying from. And so for me, it's become an expression of love and how much I love it and how much I love making something new, but also that I'm sharing it with other people. Um, so I want other people to, I guess, I don't want to be like, I want to inspire people because that's a little cliche, but to say that I really want other people to feel that they're not alone in their enjoyment of this thing, um, whatever the media is. And that, like, oh, I love this character so much. Oh, don't you and get excited to meet other people who are also fans of that character, fans of that series, and um, just kind of come together as people. Especially because I, being, I've always been really into video games, and even when I was a really little kid, uh, my home life was kind of a mess. So for me, video games were very escapist. I would go sit in my room and play Pokemon all by myself and that it became this kind of world I would retreat into. And as I was in, as I grew up, it continued to kind of be a world I would retreat into to get away from my life. But now that I'm an adult and I'm a little more okay with the world around me as I'm becoming more independent in my life, that I kind of want to bring it back. And instead of like retreating into that world, bring that world to the forefront and bring it to other people as well. So that, it's not just escaping reality, but it's like a part of our reality, I guess. That sounds a little existential, but yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the, I think, biggest appeals of cosplay, especially when people look at stuff like on Instagram and other places, is uh, if you look at people cosplaying, it's almost always like, I, maybe it's not the right phrasing, but there's like a joy the the to the pictures of people just with their friends or with strangers even just hanging out, having fun, taking photos. Do you think that's one of the mass appeals of cosplay is it just looks like people are actually enjoying themselves? I, I think so. I do, like I said, I think that a lot of people, uh, we get into these things that are really escapist, but it's really just instead of just enjoying something alone, which you can, you can enjoy cosplay alone 100%. But to a lot of people, yeah, you go to you go to a convention and you meet other people who are just as happy and about this thing as you are and love this thing as much as you do, uh, whether it's any any series. But even if you don't recognize all the time, there have been plenty of times that I've seen cosplays. I have no idea what they're from, but I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I'm going to go talk to that person and be like, hey, wow, you look so cool. What is this from? What is this character? Tell me more about it. And you end up striking a conversation up and you make friends that way, which is really great uh, because it becomes kind of this uh, universal way to interact with other people and the phenomenon. And sure, there's been there's there's always like people who take the actual how do I put this? There are always people who take it kind of like, oh, no, you need to be perfect and look perfect. And sure, I hold myself to a lot of standards. But to be honest, like other people, if if you could be wearing a trash bag, but if you're if you walk up to me in your trash bag and you are having a good time and you are being nice to everyone around you, I 100 percent you do that. You have fun <laughs> as long as you're like enjoying yourself. And yeah, I've, I've met a lot of a lot of people through cosplay. And so it's really oh, it's definitely been a big factor in changing my life and shaping the entire kind of I don't want to say like community around me. But yeah, sort of me being in 
into this thing with so many other people and that I get to be excited by and inspired by so many other people's work, especially people who, um, I just get really excited about the construction aspect of cosplay, but there's also like the makeup and the wigs and there's so much to get excited about beyond just the pictures, but also like cosplay photography is like a whole other thing to get excited about. Um, uh, cause that's like a whole separate art form too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a point you brought up is something that with me, like, I see tons of cosplays, and even, like, looking at your Instagram, I'm like, that is really cool. I have no idea what it's about, but that's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> and, like, uh. I see that all the time. Like, there's, uh, and there's stuff I end up liking the cosplay of that I've never actually seen the show of or something like that, but I follow and look at some people who do the cosplay of, and I'm like, that's just awesome work. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> um, I I do think that that's a lot of what makes it really fun is just enjoying seeing what other people kind of create. And two people can be can portray the same character in completely different ways, not just in how those people look or anything, but in how they interpret the character and how they whether whether or not they have like bought or made it themselves or they had a friend help them make it or they commissioned someone uh that so many different people can take the same character and kind of put their own spin on it and it becomes their own which is just like so awesome like i really like looking at all of the different ways that people approach characters that i love a lot so it just makes me really excited Oh my gosh, every time I see somebody else who cosplays, uh, like, one of my favorites from Token Ronbu, uh, like Munichika, for example, I, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you, this is, I love this boy so much! <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there one part of it, whether it's sewing, doing wigs, or makeup, or, or any of like, that you like doing more than other? Um, I really enjoy doing wigs, but I'm not great at it yet. I've been practicing a lot, and I do, I do a lot of commissions because I put more care into commissions than I do stuff for myself. Stuff for myself doesn't have to be nice, because I'm going to throw it in a bag, and it's going to sit in my closet, but, like, when I do something for something else, uh, for someone, I feel like if I'm making someone something for someone, that it has to be something not perfect because I know I can't achieve perfect but I will put a lot of care into it to try and make it something really uh just unique to the character and special for that person um I really enjoy sewing for myself personally that's my favorite part of making cosplay uh is me just creating taking a pile of fabric and making it into clothing is just really satisfying uh, especially I can be like, this wouldn't exist without me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so taking, t definitely sewing, and then I enjoy little tiny work, like beadwork, uh, hand sewing, hand sewing things like lace or the insides of, uh, the insides of, I recently have started hand sewing bias tape, because apparently that's what you're supposed to do, and I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, hand sewing lace, beads, bias tape, uh, just doing little tiny work. I do a lot of satin stitching on a lot of my costumes that it's kind of become almost a signature for me recently. Uh, cause my biggest costume that I was super proud of was my Phi from, uh, 
the Subasa Reservoir Chronicle, and I put all of this, just so many, over 100 hours into just satin stitching, all of the detail on this huge, huge fluffy jacket. Uh, and for people who aren't sewing savvy, satin stitching is when you take you're basically putting a layer of fabric on top of a different layer of fabric to make a design. So you have like, so you have a black jacket with a purple design on it. You have the black jacket, you cut the design out of purple fabric and you can attach the purple through heat and bond or stitch, stitch witchery or something. And then you take your sewing machine and use a really tiny zigzag back and forth, narrow stitch. Well, the stitch itself, yeah, it's pretty small. You make the distance between each stitch really tiny and go over all the edges. So it looks almost like, I don't want to say a patch because it's not quite embroidered, but it does have that kind of edge that you would see around a patch. And I really love doing that on all kinds of stuff. I did that for my entire jacket for Robin from Fire Emblem. And I do it for, I do it for a lot of like, not complicated, but just anytime there's a very large design on something. I even did it for the stripes on Elaine, who I'm still making, and I didn't have to do it for those, but I think that's just kind of become my my thing that makes it very like, hey, this is the thing Mermaid, um, is that he's really into zigzags, uh, zigzag stitching and satin stitching uh, details and um, design work and such. Um, I really do... Uh, think that sewing is sewing in tiny detail work is my favorite thing to do uh, but I really do want to like get better at wigs so I've been trying to do a lot of wigs all the time I'm just wigs are scary because the hair doesn't grow back and <laughs> glue gets very messy very fast and oh I admire people who do cool wigs oh whew, definitely want to get better at that uh, is there uh, any craft that you would like to learn that you haven't did yet um, I'm, I'm delving into making armor right now. Um, I did quite a bit of work on armor actually in the last few months because I made my Zora armor link and I'm presently working on, uh, Ephraim from, uh, Fire Emblem Sacred Stones and he's got armor as well. And I, I helped, uh, title Zora cosplay make her, uh, Siegbert armor as well. And... I'm okay at that, but I guess what I don't know much of any of, and I guess every time I do it myself, I'm literally uh, just making it up as I go along, is I don't know anything about how to do props. Like, props are whew, witchcraft to me. When I see people with cool props or people who make cool props, I'm like, oh, whoa, what? I, I follow a couple of prop, prop makers, and their work to me is I'm like, that is witchcraft. <laughs> I have no idea how you made that out of Eva foam or how they made it out of uh, of insulation board and stuff like that. And I've been looking at tutorials and such. And I've made a few props. I make, I've make i made my Naginata for Shirinome, and I made my Leaven Sword for Robin. And I'm... I have made several, like, wonky props, I guess. Back when I did, like, Homestuck stuff, I made a lot of really big, weird props just because I, for a long time, I thought that, like, what was cool about some cosplays was that people would do stuff that was a prop you would almost never see or something that that character would have with them. Uh, my favorite thing for props right now is that I cosplay a lot of mages 
and characters who have magical power, and a lot of them carry books around, like grimoires and spell books and such, and you can buy a scrapbooking-style book that is a box. And so I've made several book boxes out of into spell books so that I can carry all my stuff around in them. But other than stuff that I can make out of other things that I already understand how to make, kind of, because uh, I do a lot of upcycled work. That's kind of my whole shtick, I guess. Um, and that's a lot of what you see on my Patreon is I'm always like, we're going to make stuff out of trash. Um, but... I, I don't really know anything about making props from nothing. Uh, I guess nothing comes from nothing, but making props out of basic mil- building supplies is something I don't know anything about. But I think it's super, super awesome when done really well. And I mean, even even if you don't do it well, even if you're a beginner, I'm still like, that's cool, you made that! <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a cosplay at just didn't work like you started working on it and it just you just couldn't finish it for whatever reason well in my I want to say in the in the craft room right now I have a Tupperware that has maybe like four or five unfinished costumes folded up inside it and and some like unfinished armor from the very first time I ever attempted armor for a costume that didn't I ended up just not making it because I didn't know what I was doing at all, which was uh, Alma's from Disgaea 3. And uh, I, had, I had started Jack from Jack and Daxter and uh, Viral from Gurren Logan, And they all just, yeah, they're all just kind of sitting in there. Uh, I kind of struggle a lot with getting up the courage to actually put on the cosplay and go outside. <laughs> uh I think that that is a big struggle that a lot of people don't realize, especially like people who are new to cosplay too can get really scared of it. Uh, just actually showing your face, like especially at a convention where you are afraid of people looking at you and judging you uh, all the time. And I know that's more of a problem for uh, like female cosplayers and cosplayers of color. So it's not as much of a problem for me because people aren't really going to judge me as much because I am a skinny white boy, but I do worry about uh, being people about people not respecting me or my work as much because I am I am trans and I do not pass that well, but I still am like, hey, I'm here and I love this thing just as much as everybody else. So I think that that is an apprehension I have all the time. I'm always I don't want to say afraid but I'm always hesitant uh I have to kind of give myself a little pep talk before like putting on cosplay and putting on my makeup and going out there uh because it can be scary like you go to a convention and how many how many thousands of people are seeing you and that doesn't even count uh if you are in photos and those photos end up the end up on the internet how many more thousands of people see those photos whether you put them up or someone else put them up and there's the fear of things like people putting up your photo to make fun of you, obviously, uh, which sucks. But I like to think for every like one person who does that, there's going to be like more people who can see that, hey, what the hell? You're a person there having fun uh, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I think what you said is really important for people who look from the outside, because if you look at 
at people's photos of cosplay online and stuff like that, you would think everybody's so bold and everybody's so, like, confident and everybody doesn't have any worries. And, you know, it's just maybe it's a perception of, like, oh, you're wearing these bright, colorful costumes. So, like, somebody might think, well, I could never be like that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, I never thought that I would be into cosplay on this level, especially, like, being a kid and, like, feeling, having, struggling with things like dysphoria and feeling like I was ugly all the time. Like, you see these pictures of beautiful people on the internet uh, cosplaying your favorite characters, and you're like, well, I don't look like that character. I could never do that. And it can seem like a huge hurdle, and I guess my my thing is that if I can do this, anybody can do this. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I am, just like I said, I am kind of nobody. And I don't mean that to be like, oh, I'm demeaning myself. I mean, like, I am not, I, my, my day job is I inspect stationary supplies. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not anybody cool. I'm not a big, big shot. I don't, and I don't, I don't have a lot of money either. People always talk about how, uh, cosplay is super expensive and it can be a very 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 expensive hobby but uh i also don't i try to do a lot of my work very economically and i try to voice that i do work very economically so people don't it's very easy to go uh it's very easy to go to say joann's or something walk in be like oh these are cosplay fabrics and look at the price tag and be like that's $40 a yard. I can't afford that. Oh, if I want to, if I want to look up how much this thing is online, it's like, it just, the price tags can seem very scary, especially if you're not, if you're new to this. Uh, there's also a lot of scariness, I guess, in that you see things like these, uh, the very best cosplay of X-Con, Y-Con, Z-Con articles, and it's just, like it's it's usually white skinny people who look a certain way at cosplaying from very popular things and so people feel a lot of pressure like I have to look this way I have to be this way I have to pick specifically this thing or I'm not any good and you know what those people are good those people are great but there are also lots of people who are great who you're not seeing for and hmm. I, I I guess I kind of went on a little rant there. <laughs> no, I agree with you because like yeah. if you look at it after a convention on like comic book websites, like news websites, they always have all these tons of pictures from the thing. But it is usually just one look at cosplayers. But if you go on like let's say Instagram or somewhere like that, you'll see a totally variety of cosplayers that you don't see from like a mainstream sort of look at it in a way uh and you only see like we talked about before like i've seen stuff that i don't know what the characters are but it's really cool stuff if you look at these websites they're just showing you only certain things that are popular and stuff so you don't get the variety in the creativeness maybe yeah 100 percent uh i've even I remember I was at Star Wars Celebration, and I wasn't even there as a cosplayer. I was there working uh, with a booth, and I saw so many like really wild crossovers and cool designs that people had made, and I was really stunned by like the creativity of like 
things that are even fairly common things that almost anybody would know about because a lot of people know about Star Wars. And so there were like Star Wars Disney characters and there were all kinds of there were gender bends and recolors and all these other crazy things that people were just creating all of these spinoffs. And if you were to go up and look up, oh, well, what cosplay was at this con online? Yeah, a lot of news articles and highlights aren't going to show you any of those people. Although maybe once in a while, um, if people will do some certain clever ones, I guess, we'll get around. Uh, but it also does depend on what website you're on. Although uh, I will see, say, highlight reels from KatsuCon, for example, and it was all, it was all, like, 80%, like, and it was all really cool stuff, like, really cool stuff, like, uh, big Overwatch cosplays and stuff, but then I was like, this is, I did not see that much of this at this con, like, where are all the, at, at KatsuCon there was, like, a ton of Voltron and Yuri on Ice, and uh, I'm not even into those things, but, like, I saw tons of those cosplayers, and I was like, people are not, not everybody who is there gets represented very often in popular media, and I guess part of that is that a lot of people are now, because cosplay is becoming more popular, people are looking at cosplay from the outside and looking in. And they're looking for what they're interested in, which is, you know, logical and normal uh, for them to be doing. But they're not seeing all of the little niche people, which is, it's kind of a shame, but it's also, it's it's normal and natural, I guess, that that is what people who aren't as into the media as intensely would see. Um, and I guess, like, you know, if I'm going to show a costume to, say, my friend who is only into Star Wars, I'm not going to be like, hey, look at this, like, really cool thing that I saw that was from this other thing. You have no idea what this is. They're not going to be as impressed. But it it does really stink sometimes that there's there's such a diverse range of cosplayers. And... I'm always kind of shouting into the void about it on my Twitter and on my Facebook. Like, there are so many people in cosplay that you don't see, so don't ever feel like, oh, I could never do that because you're not seeing you're not seeing a lot of the beginners at all. You're not seeing a lot of the more casual fans at all. Uh, every once in a while, someone will uh, and going viral or getting popular is not really. Uh, doesn't always have anything to do with skill. There are some people who I think are the top, top of of sewing, of construction, of props, who have less than a thousand followers on Instagram, or even less than like 500 or 300, uh, really under the radar. Um, and there's a girl who, she attends a lot of my local conventions, and she has won more awards than anyone I have ever seen. Her work is mind-blowingly mind good. Like, she makes sure that every little costume has something special. And she always has, like, her... She, the way I said that I guess I do satin stitching is, like, my signature. She puts a little hidden Mickey on all of her costumes. And it's really, it's really awesome to see because she makes these... Uh, she takes even kind of very simple designs and makes them into something out of a storybook in real life. Um, she's K-Cosplay, K-A-Y-E Cosplay. Uh, and she cannot get invited back to any of our conventions in the area. Hmm. And it's it's a little disheartening 
because uh, a few people who see her credentials just kind of go, mm, is that because she's not, she doesn't have like 10,000 Instagram followers? Is it, is it because like she isn't like as tiny as say me? That's, but like her work is incredible. So it's very, uh, I can say, I could say frustrating at times, but definitely that, I don't know. I just want to yell like cosplays for everyone. Cosplays for everyone. Cosplays for everyone. Over and over and over. Well, uh, I, I know like you're talking about like it's weird how you know some people have huge followings or not, but like with you, the reason why I came across your Instagram was, and I tell you the truth, I don't even know which person was doing it because a lot of people were. They were doing a thing. I think it was last week, uh, just promoting saying you should check out this cosplayer and you should check out this cosplayer and and I've seen yours and I, I, I just went through and looked down and I was like oh that's really cool <laughs> and, and like you never know how you're going to discover like a, a artist that you enjoy like a lot of the cosplayers I've discovered and I'm like I really like their work is because somebody else posted a picture and said oh, this is really cool Oh, well, uh, thank you for one, uh, <laughs> two. Yeah, I get really excited about seeing, uh, like, what – I see a lot of, like, what my friends are into, and I guess I kind of live in my little uh, – I, I don't want to call it, like, my video game corner, but I'm definitely in a very niche video game corner, so I see a very small peripheral – so when my friends are showing me stuff, I'm seeing more of what they are into. And so you get you can expand your uh, horizons on cosplay that way. Uh, on a similar share thing, I found uh, I found a cosplayer who knits and crochets all of her costumes. Like she doesn't buy fabric or anything and it's awesome i was like whoa what that must take a billion years but it's super cool um and i'm i do meet a lot of people at conventions as well i have terrible terrible face to wig to makeup recognition and i guess that also is how good people are at makeup and wig uh because i can be like oh i know you i know your username or i know your name but i just can't put them together uh, but I, like, get to meet all of these people who are so out of my small sphere, uh, I suppose, um, by being introduced to stuff that way. And I think it's really great that we all, if we can all share each other's work, and also that some people are starting to make, like, their their livelihood on this stuff. Uh, a lot of people do commissions and such. And I know the little, the few amount of commissions I do do greatly help me as well financially. And it's nice to be able to do stuff that, well, for one, it's really nice to make stuff for other people because it's special. It's like, I made this for you and you alone. Um, but also that it does really help a lot of small artists uh, that people make cool stuff for cosplay. I actually, uh, I, I've commissioned some props in my time. I've commissioned small costume pieces that I don't want to make because it's cool to support other cosplayers. And then when you wear something that you've bought from someone else, you can be like, oh, yeah, this person made it. You should check them out, um, which is really cool. Um, my Helios uh, cosplay from Sailor Moon, actually, I did not make him. I only did the wig. 
the the entire uh, jacket, I guess you could call it, the shirt thing, is by uh, Arthur K. Cosplay, or uh, Glasses Asshole on Instagram is his uh, Instagram name, uh, who very lovingly, like, hand-stitched the majority of it. It was very beautiful. It's got, like, individual little sequins on it. And so having something that he made in person kind of has this level of it has this level of care and love into it that I feel is really exciting uh, for me to see. And I don't know, I was just raving. I haven't posted about him on Instagram yet, but I was just raving to all my friends on all my chats uh, because I commissioned someone for a Gobamon from Digimon plushie and he is like life size and I cannot wait. Uh, to, like, carry him around when I'm cosplaying as Joe uh, from Digimon, obviously, with him, and be like, hey, isn't he so cute? Someone, like, uh, Kitamon plush made him, and just kind of, like, uh, I guess then it doesn't, it isn't just, when when you commission something from someone else and put stuff, uh, it kind of becomes this collaboration between a bunch of different people to come together without really anyone uh, other than the person who is buying everything, obviously, orchestrating it. So it's just really awesome, I guess. And it's awesome that people are making and trading stuff for other people. Uh, I kind of, like a couple of us have kind of resorted to the barter system, I guess, because they're like, oh, if, uh, I'll, I'll buy your dinner and I'll help sew your jacket if you help me style this wig. Okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through something similar right now. I'm working on a, a short film, and basically it's end up bartering like, oh, will you write this for me? Oh, yeah, will you make a costume for this? When you know, it's <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guess it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's really. I think that's really fun. <laughs> um, um, one of the questions I've been asking on this is, and it's mainly because our our logo for the the show is somebody in their uh, cosplay workshop. So what sort of cosplay area do you, I mean, do you work on your costumes with? Is it, you know, a kitchen table or do you have a dedicated room to your cosplay? Is it in the garage? Uh, well, I live in an apartment that is a, a two-two, so there's not a ton of room to work on cosplay. I do the majority of my sewing on my floor. And then we don't have a dining room table, really, so because uh, that's kind of the cat's room, I guess you could say, because it doesn't have a carpet, so it's her room. Um, so I do a lot of my, like, messier stuff, like dremeling and uh, cutting foam and gluing things uh, over there. We we kind of have created a craft room out of the other bedroom, and so we just live in the one bedroom and then craft in the 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 craft room or the office or whatever you'd like to call it and at any given time that room is an absolute disaster uh just because both myself and my girlfriend uh make things of various cosplay variety and neither of us are like mega specialized um i wouldn't really say i am a jack of all trades i'd say i'm kind of a loose dabbler <laughs> in uh, things that I enjoy and kind of making it up as I go along. So there's a lot of just half-made stuff 
around and we have giant bin of fabric and there's a rack from uh sponsored by ikea um i guess no we actually did purchase it so there's a rack an ikea rack that we have a bunch of uh costumes hanging on that are a little delicate and i guess we're kind of finally at the point where i have made enough stuff and my girlfriend has made enough stuff that the two of us have so much cosplay stuff that it's like the storage space is also the workspace and that's starting to become a problem as we expand our skill set <laughs> but it's 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 fun it's it's pretty wild um our our dress form has been many different things dressed up as many a, a character and object over the last few months are you a a, a one and done costume like wire once and you're done with it or do you wear on multiple times uh i want to try and get as much wear out of any costume i make as i can uh i used to be that guy i guess three years ago i was that guy who would be like i need three new costumes for every convention uh but as i've gotten older i've started to be like i want to make things Ugh. I've I've really gotten really into researching historical stuff, so I'm getting really into learning how to make my, especially my Eastern garb, I guess you could say, because it's not just Japanese, but I do a lot of Japanese because I'm really into, like, uh, token ranbu and stuff like, uh, we keep talking about doing Inuyasha, so maybe Inuyasha, and uh, Kamisama Hajimemashita, and... The Okami, like other things, and, and Fire Emblem as well, but at Fire Emblem, it's not as much historical, I guess. But as we've started to research more, I want to make things more accurate and learn how to use real, proper historical patterns and learn how to make things more uh, more like a garment that would be a piece of clothing you would actually wear and less just like a shirt that is for this costume. Uh I've also started to learn the value of started. Yeah, I have also started to learn the value of pockets in pockets and hidden bags, places to put things in in cosplays. And so I guess that I have put a lot of care and time and energy into a lot of my stuff that I've made in the last three years or so. Um, that now I'm like, okay, I have my my big nice costume that I'm gonna pour like 80 hours, 90 hours into. And so I always want to get as many wares as possible out of something like that. Uh, it's a little hard living in Florida because it is so hot and so humid here. And if I have a brand, I would call it Icy Boys in Big Coats. So it's very hard to find the right time to wear things here. Um, especially being really into stuff like Tsubasa, where the, all the characters are wearing so many layers of clothing. Because you have, like, the undershirt and the jacket, and then there's a cloak over the jacket. And over the cloak, maybe there's some armor. Maybe there's some more decorative pieces, and then there's more stuff. Like, the characters are just wearing so many layers. Uh, so I guess the really long version of that is I like to wear cosplays as many times as I can. Um, but I also like to cosplay a lot of things because uh, I am very into a lot of different types of series. I like a lot of anime. I like a lot of video games. I love video games so much. 
And every time I play through a game, I'm like, oh, I want to cosplay four different characters. <laughs> and then I, I'll, um, I'll dive into a new, a new, especially a new game, and get really invested in all these different characters. So it is a little hard to be like, all right, now I have to pick and choose what I actually want to spend the time making, especially because a lot of costumes do take an untold number of hours. Uh, you you can easily look at a costume and have no idea how much time the person put into it. And that was something I always told people about entering cosplay contests. Um, Cause I've competed in, I don't even know how many craftsmanship contests over the years. And as a, as a completely self-taught craftsman, I can feel a little scared and overwhelmed sometimes because a lot of people who do compete in craftsmanship competitions are really serious, intense about their cosplay. And that's super great. Like, that's great. Uh, but as someone who is like a self-taught home sewing person, I made this on my kitchen floor type uh, cosplayer that I can feel a little overwhelmed. And when going into something like a craftsmanship competition, you can't expect an award as validation. So the biggest advice I give other people is always no one knows how much time, how much blood, how many tears went into your costume except you. So no one knows how much effort and love this costume was but you. So it kind of has that value to you. Uh, so I also end up having a lot of sentimental attachment to a lot of my costumes because we've been through a lot together before I've even worn them. It has been many hours and a lot of suffering. And I'm sometimes I'm just happy it's done. Sometimes I'm like, it's done. Good. Oh, my God. I'm never touching a sewing machine ever again. And then I go to the convention. I come home and I'm like, I want to sew so many things. And it becomes a, a weird, vicious cycle. Of, uh, uh once before i let you go here and thanks again for agreeing to talk with us today uh what would you do uh, say to somebody to encourage them to get into cosplay it might be a little bit intimidated by it uh well i guess one cosplay is for everyone two cosplay is for everyone three oh my gosh cosplay is for everyone but <laughs> but in reality um i would say start in your comfort zone and then slowly work your way up to a dream, I guess. It's always good to have, like, a dream costume, like, the goal. Um, and to, to be like, I want to get good enough to make that. Or I want to save enough money to commission someone to make that. Um, or something like that. Because you, you don't have to make your own stuff. I personally find a lot of joy and self-satisfaction in making stuff. Like I said, I take a long personal journey with many of my costumes while making them. Uh, is that it's really easy to look at things on the internet and think there's no point in cosplaying if I'm not perfect. But to be honest, and it's really easy to see if someone cares. Like I think that even the most basic beginner who, even if they put six months into a costume or they decided they would throw it together six hours before the convention either way 
you can tell when someone is really passionate about the character or about the series or just has put a lot of love into it. And that really matters at the end of the day, I think. And it is for you what you want out of it. So it is it is what you want out of it. And I think that I have learned over my several years of doing this. And I, I don't consider myself a master. Um, if I compete in Florida, I have to compete in the master category. Um, elsewhere, I'm usually uh, considered journeyman level. But uh, that there is no right or wrong way to really go about cosplay other than like, you know, obvious things like, please don't paint your face to look like a different race. Um, but, uh, if you, if you are just doing it and enjoying yourself and, or you feel that you have expressed yourself adequately or your love, whether it be for the character or the game or just for cosplaying, or, you know, some people just want to dress up so they can take fun, like, pictures with their friends. You have to decide what you want out of it and then how to get that out of it. And there are a lot of things that you can hope for out of it that are not guaranteed. Obviously, we can't all... I Obviously, I have been doing this for seven years now. I cannot make a living making doing cosplay. And I would love to. I wish I could. I even had someone ask me why I don't. And then I kind of stumbled over being like, well, I, I can't, you see. <laughs> um, but and th- that's okay. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it being something that I just pour a lot of my time and money and love into. And that cosplay is a battle, but you decide if you're the victor yourself. Like... When you put a lot of emotional uh, investment into something, you have to decide what you want back. So you really just, like, if if I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Uh, Just someday, like, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing now. I never, if you had asked me three years ago, even five years ago, when I was already cosplaying, um five years ago, or even, like, little me at, like, age 16 or something, if I thought that I would be doing the amount of stuff on on the level I'm doing stuff on now, I would have never believed myself. I would have been like, you are lying. I can't do that. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I, I do think that it's a very a very special set of skills. <laughs> a very large a very large set of skills. It's everything from like makeup to engineering to like sewing and fabricating and research and time budgeting and budgeting actual money and uh, time management and uh, it's also a huge collaborative effort. Uh, even even just for like doing photo shoots. Um, if you see like one or two cosplay pictures on the internet, you have no idea how many people are behind that photo. Sometimes it's just the cosplayer and the photographer, but sometimes it's the cosplayer, someone helping the cosplayer, the photographer, someone helping the photographer, someone else holding lights, someone else doing all these things, uh, like just all these other helpful things. And then there's also post-processing and other things. There's so much that 
you don't see so many other layers of work that you don't see. Well, I think this has been a good talk, like, uh, and you brought up a lot of things. I think a lot of people will encourage them to try cosplay if they've never did it before. Uh, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on, I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I do have a Patreon. My Patreon is mostly free. Uh, I post a bunch of work-in-progress photos, and I talk about how I'm making what is on the work-in-progress photos, and all that is free. And then if you decide to become a patron, I have uh, private tutorials, and I also do, like, little raffles for free stuff uh, that would be for patrons. But I, I'm it's its.mur on Instagram. I'm itsmur on Facebook. Itsmur on Kofi, Patreon. And I'm at Bokutos on Twitter, where I also tweet a lot about things I'm excited about, like video games. So... If you want to hit me up, that's how you do it. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. So, uh, again, thank you for doing this tonight, and I hope you have a really good rest of your night. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having this long, rambly discussion with me. I guess I did most of the rambling. <laughs> no, I uh, think you, it is a, uh, I think you, you did a really good discussion because, like, I think a lot of people are intimidated to even jump in when they see really good photos like you have and stuff. Oh. Well, I am glad that you think that I do have really good photos. <laughs> a lot of it is just the magic of the photographers. <laughs> uh, I take very little credit for that. <laughs> Except for all the pictures of things in front of my curtain. My, my, our blackout curtain that I take. <laughs> oh, yes, look at my very professional setup. <laughs> Well, I uh, hope you have a good night, and thank you again for doing this. Yeah, you too. Have a good night, and I hope that everything goes well with this new show. Oh. I will definitely be having a listen. Well, if you know of anybody else that would, might be interested in uh, doing an interview, you can point on my way. Oh, sure. I can send you uh, information for a couple people who I think are super skilled at what they do as oh. well. That would be really cool. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And thank you. Cool. Good night. Good night.